Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? Oh, this week's going good. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the easing or, you know, the temporary tariff stay uh, that on solar panels, and that's yep. already starting to have an effect. It's not affecting prices at all, <laughs> but it is affecting availability of solar panels, which is which is great, you know, and hopefully the, the prices will come down over the next, uh, you know, six months or so. But certainly now when we're calling suppliers and saying, okay, we need this many panels, they're not laughing. So that's a good, <laughs> that's a good, uh, hope. that's some progress because before it was, uh, you want what, when, how many, what, no way, sorry, call back, you know, so in any event, things are coming back and it's going good. good. Yeah. Um, good. but yeah, more, more excitement in the world of, uh, the California contractors board that I thought I would talk about today. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with those, those guys? So there is a proposal to uh, limit the amount of or the size of a battery storage that a solar, a C46 solar installer in California. So a licensed by the CSLB, California uh, Contractors Board, mm -hmm. uh, that will reduce. Basically, we can install a uh, a battery that is 80 kilowatts or kilowatt hours or larger. And, uh, so that's, that's a problem <laughs> because, yeah, you know, eight, 80 kilowatt hours is, is certainly a huge system. That'd be like eight power walls. Um, and wow. so it's a really big system okay. for a home, but it's pretty basic system for say a nursing home or, uh, you know, assisted living things where they need some kind of, uh, some, you know, large batteries in case the power goes out. Yeah. And so, uh, the Cal SSA, the uh, Solar and Storage Association, wants every licensed uh, C46 solar contractor to reach out to the CSLB. Now, lots of acronyms in this one. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. to the contractors board saying, no, it is, doesn't make any sense. Uh, but what is, I think, the biggest argument against it is kind of what we talked about in a few podcasts ago, and that's this gigantic looming energy gap that we have coming where yep. even PG&E is saying we got to do something. Otherwise we're, we will have blackouts and there's nothing we can do. We can we'll produce as much as we can, uh, but we're shutting down nuclear power plants, which are gigantic sources of electricity. And we just can't build natural gas power plants fast enough. So they're even saying we need solar and we need them approved and we need it. Uh, you know, we need to streamline things so we can go from permit to install much faster and uh, the interconnection application approval way faster than we're doing right now. Okay. Because otherwise, 
you know, a day like today, well, it's probably in the 80s, but a day like yesterday where it was close to 100, when everyone's running their air conditioning in the middle of the day, there will be a time pretty soon, I would say in the next two to three years, where there won't be enough power and pg e will be shutting down the grid because it's overloaded. Mm-hmm. And then that's when solar and batteries make a lot of sense. And so it's... They should be begging us, in other words, <laughs> to not and not restricting us on uh, the the batteries and solar that we're going to install. So it's a it's an interesting. Uh, you know, we don't know the source of all this. They're kind of pointing to safety. You know, safety first. That uh, these right. are large batteries, uh, improper installation. Uh, there's you know there's been one. Actually, I'm sorry. There's been no instances of a uh, battery being uh, anything but safe when it's properly installed. It's all, you know, batteries can be dangerous and they can catch on fire when they're improperly installed. And unfortunately, there's one company in particular <laughs> that tends to take a little bit of a shortcut. And that may be the, uh, when they're installing, and that may be the uh, the impetus for this rule. And ah, so, you know, okay. the, it's, it's one or two instances where, uh, the battery was overloaded, catches on fire, and then uh, causes a fire, and that's not good. But we definitely see it on the electric vehicles, you know, when they get into an accident and they catch on fire, that's no good either. Mm-hmm. But when it's somebody's home and they have an energy storage system, a battery that is installed properly, we have not seen any issues. So it is weird that uh, the contractor's board, even though we are all licensed to install solar and batteries are now saying, eh, we need to start restricting it. And then we do think that that's just the start, you know, 80 kilowatt hours is kind of arbitrary. And mm-hmm. so now it's, uh, what happens if it's 20 kilowatt hours or, you know, and then what do these companies need to do in order if they do, if they're say a nursing home and they want to get a big battery system, because they're very confident that their power will be shut off. And when the power shut off, then air conditioning is shut off, lights shut off, and potentially life-saving equipment are shut off, uh, then what do they do? And so there's there's all kinds of things that are uh, implications of this, but it's just, it's just fascinating. <laughs> Almost wow. every week there's something going on uh, in the world of solar and uh, kind of restricting or preventing uh, companies from operating as they have been operating. It, it, so it just... it is, it's cool. Go ahead. It's the shrug emoji of them just going mm, and moving on. Well, it's it's also possible they 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 just don't know. And one of the the biggest things that and we've talked about this as well is that right now PG&E is piloting a program that would allow a say a Ford F150 Lightning EV truck that I'm signed mm-hmm. up for uh, with a hundred kilowatt hour battery. So if if there's a power outage with that particular model electric vehicle, you could plug the, that truck into the home and now it is becoming the backup for the home. Right. And you could run essentially a, just uh, extension cords to the truck and you have about 10 kilowatt hours. But what Ford is talking about is opening the entire EV battery of that truck, that entire 100 kilowatt hours. So that would be available during an outage. And for most people, they could pay, basically go four days <laughs> without wow. even noticing that there would be an outage. And that seems just like nirvana. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, my God, it get, it's, 
like, oh, I turn on the power and it's there, but it's there because I've stored it from my solar into that truck. So it's a, it's pretty, pretty good. But in this instance, uh, a solar installer would not be able to do this. So this would have to go to, I would assume an electrician or somebody who has a special battery certification. And I imagine the line for those people would be kind of long. So the more it's restricted, the longer it will take a customer to be able to get these services and, you know, potentially be affected by black or brownouts as right. we, uh, as we move forward. Cause our demand for electricity is not going down at all. It's uh, it's increasing <laughs> every year and uh, it's, it's, so it is odd. It's confusing. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And so, yeah, it's uh, fascinating, but uh, always, always something, hopefully, the CSLB will listen to the solar contractors and not just say, oh, well, we are only letting them know because we're trying to uh, increase our business. And that, that certainly, you know, batteries are a part of our business. Also argued, I really don't even like installing batteries because if there's a problem, uh, we, we're not the fire department and we're not work, we are not 24-7. And generally, right. you know, if there's a problem with the battery, it's because somebody plugged in too many things into the battery and now they have no power, but they don't know that. And so then they call the solar company 911 emergency and uh, I don't have any power, but, you know, we can't come out for one, two, three days just because, you know, we're just certainly not set up to be uh uh, emergency services. So, right. and people aren't willing to pay <laughs> for a service contract that would give them, you know, 10 minute response time. So, um, it is, it's interesting, but, uh, so I'm, I'm fine not doing the batteries, but, uh, since they are tied to solar, people do expect us to install them. Uh, but with the combination of electric cars and solar, that whole ecosystem mm-hmm. until you drive the car away, of course, uh, but that whole ecosystem, uh, could make a lot of sense. And that's why PG&E is behind it is because they really want to see this happen to not have this big energy gap. So we'll see what happens, but it's uh, it's always exciting in the world of solar. So, so if, if they pass this, what's that mean to you? It, really nothing um, other than, you know, it's kind of that slippery slope. So if they started 80 kilowatt hour batteries, uh, what's to say them saying, yeah, you know, what's the difference between 80 and 40? Not nothing really. You know, most homes have one, two, maybe three uh, batteries. So 30 kilowatt hours. So it's not going to affect the residential side. It will affect the commercial side. And that's where, uh, you know, more and more businesses are also figuring out if we put in a backup battery that not only protects us during an outage, but it also protects us from demand charges, which is a we can talk, I think we did talk about that on a previous podcast a long time ago, but essentially it's a, uh, an additional charge that PG&E adds on as kind of an insurance policy, just in case you need that power. But, uh, and that's backup based battery, on, right. Yeah. That's based on last year's usage, I think. Exactly. Said. Yeah. So, uh, if you have questions about that, search around for demand charge podcast on our, hmm. on our website and, uh, we will, it, it's there. And if you have questions about it, we can certainly address it in an upcoming podcast, but yeah, this is uh, always exciting in the world of solar, for sure. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, we can wrap it up there. All we'll right, talk let's about wrap it up there next week. Yes, yes. All right, next week we promise to have some great 
new uplifting information for you? Oh, no. I don't know about that, but uh, it's, it's, <laughs> all, it's good to know these things. You know, if it you're is. interested in solar, that you would think it is all sunshine and lollipops. And I mean, little, not maybe not lollipops, but it's all sunshine. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of things happening uh, that are trying to really uh, stop the progress of solar. And when you kind of take a step back and you see all these, you know, virtually every week there's something with contractors board or uh, a legislation or the CPUC or PG&E or, or solar panel shortage or tariffs or something. It's like, oh, my God, you know, is every industry like this? And the answer is no, <laughs> it's not like this at all. <laughs> so uh, you got to be really... Uh, uh, mentally and uh, physically, of course, but also, uh, you know, strong constitution and be able to roll with these uh, these different obstacles and uh, challenges and then see how we can get through them. But it's uh, it is fascinating to see when you, when you definitely take a step back and say, wow, what the heck is going on with this thing? But yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll wrap it up it. there. All right. And if you have a question, for Jamie for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page. It's called Straight Talk SolarCast. You can send us a message through there. Jamie also let us know on their website, solarharmonics.com. Click on podcasts and you'll be taken to a searchable library of our past episodes. So if you have a question, that's a, that's a great, great, great resource for you to check out. As always, if you have a friend considering going solar, this is a great resource to introduce to them because we all see inflation coming. And what are we going to do? Solar is a great hedge against that. You know, if you're paying $200 plus a month for electricity, you got to do something and it's not going to go down. So please, please, please refer this podcast to a friend. And as always, write us a five-star review on wherever you listen to this podcast and we'll see you next time. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.